Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Hello everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I'm excited to be recording another episode for you all. Today is my first day back after a 12-day break which was lovely. I just had one day I had to work which was the closing ceremony for the initiation round nine. It was an incredible round, incredible people. Um, They were easy, the attendance was high during every class. There was so much confidence built. You could just see it. So many experiences had, so many friendships formed, um, some lovely feedback that we've received. So I was super happy to host those 55 incredible human beings for round nine of the initiation. And we have round 10 coming up in September. So if you're interested, there's a waitlist link um, if you are interested in joining it to be informed of when registration is opening for that. And then if you've already had a foundation put together, I am running the Initiation 2.0. You would be cohort number two starting next Friday, the 21st of July. Um, the Advancing Mediumship is focused on psychic and mediumship discernment, group readings and demonstrations, going deeper into layers of evidence and messages and a whole bunch of other advancing topics that are really fun for me to teach and I'm really excited about. There's some fun homework assignments and projects as part of the 2.0 experience. So yeah, it's for people who are advancing mediumship, who are looking to go deeper into their practice, building their confidence, finding a community of potential collaborators and peers going through very similar experiences. Again, If that's all I had early on in my mediumship development journey, I would have been set. A community of people to connect in with who knew what I was going through, who knew what I was experiencing. I never had that. And I tell you, I think that that is one of the most valuable and helpful parts of the development journey is being a non-competitive community with other people who are on a similar journey. So that's going to be the big focus for 2.0. I'm really, really excited for that. And um, yeah, I don't know. And then I also have Dominic's workshop coming up at the end of the month, um, who Dominic is someone who I mentored under, and he's a peer and colleague now um, quite a few years ago, and he's coming all the way from Scotland to Spirit School HQ, and we're doing a two-day mediumship advancing masterclass together, so two full days, which I'm so excited about. We have so many clients coming from California. I would say most of the people who are coming are coming from California, which is just such an honor and privilege, and we're doing a demonstration of mediumship together on the Friday night in Squamish and then the Monday for those of you who cannot travel to come to Squamish to learn from us we're doing a three-hour workshop online so links to all that below so yeah it's just been mediumship focused work for the past little while in teaching and doing I'm still doing private readings for people um, in need in my community and yeah it's been fun it's been it's been amazing stepping back into it now that I have Spirit School HQ built and today's topic I wanted to talk about on the podcast comes because before I went on my break before I went on holiday I had a group called the Sea to Sky 
female entrepreneurs or sea to sky women entrepreneurs um, asked me to come keynote speak and do a bit of an address to their membership and this was in person in the sea to sky corridor which is where i live and we call it sea to sky because we're actually in the mountains but on the ocean if you haven't seen squamish whistler pemberton it's just you have to visit one day it is so stinking beautiful but they were hosting a greet with a membership of female entrepreneurs in the sea to sky corridor and they asked me to come speak on the topic of authenticity online they had three speakers come they posed each speaker a question and when they reached out to me to potentially speak at this function I had to be real with them as I always am and I had to say you know I'm not sure if you're aware of you know my body of work or how I talk about these types of things but I'm not necessarily pro meta and I'm not necessarily like pro social media like I love social media. I think it has its place, Um, but social media doesn't own me and it doesn't own my drive or my determination. It doesn't own any piece of me. And I've been very careful over the past couple years to make sure that I'm very much balancing, you know, how much I show up online versus my own platforms that I create as a way to be a sovereign entrepreneur, as somebody who is not 100% reliant on social media giants as a way to, you know, be thriving in my business. And so I wanted to make sure that I was building a sustainable career that again, wasn't reliant solely on social media platforms for me to you know thrive to to be well and be cared for so they said that they were aware of that and that's exactly why they wanted me to come speak (laughs) so it felt very good to be seen in that way and to be able to be very honest because sometimes my friend Ray says she's like Danielle you are always so in your integrity that you actually miss out on a lot of opportunities and that is very true I have been offered opportunities to be on tv shows um a couple different wild opportunities that you know I just am really honest with people and then I kind of pass on the opportunities long story you'll hear about them maybe in a book one day or a couple years down the road but there's a good reason why I would choose to be integral and honest rather than just take a tv spot the question that was posed to me as part of this conversation was how do you merge and intersect authenticity within social media for your business what does that look like for you and so I was given this question about five days before the event and what I do and I do this with my spiritual philosophy I do this with everything that I teach out in the space I contemplate it right? And contemplating is different than thinking. Contemplating is different than analyzing. It's different than researching. Contemplating is this energy of being open, of being curious, of putting a thought out there into the ethers, into the spirit world, say, these are the things that I'm pondering on right now. I wonder what this looks like. I wonder how I did find my authenticity online and I start to get very curious about it and open about it. I don't pretend to have all the answers right away but I start contemplating and thinking about it and so I did. I thought about my early days of being online and you know I think in 2017 is when I launched my Instagram account Squamish Medium and I launched that and my Facebook at the same time And I remember being very consumed with thoughts of, you know, I wonder what people expect to hear from me 
from a medium. And I remember feeling very overwhelmed and lost and almost panicked. Like I could feel it in my heart space. I could feel like the closing come up. Like I can, you know, emotions stick with you. They're imprinted in you. So I can recall that emotion very easily of, you know, feeling that stuckness when I was like, okay, what do people expect to hear from me? Now keep in mind, this is when the gram was hot. This is when the gram was all about curated, pretty feeds and beautiful and don't get me wrong I tried a couple things early on I even remember paying somebody on Fiverr like $20 to create me quote templates that looked pretty and I did have people say "Ooh, I love your templates and people did more or less notice the beauty of that but I remember feeling very constricted I remember not feeling very creative because I was trying to keep up with the grid. Okay, I need a quote, I need a thought leadership, and I need an experience, you know, and I felt very rigid. And I've tried so many different content um, calendar templates over the years that I know for myself that every single time I try to create some sort of framework or structure around it, which I know is good for many people. Again, I'm speaking to my own personality type here, right? Your personality type may be very different and a content calendar and structure may be exactly what you need. But for me personally, I found that I couldn't be as creative or inspired when I had something I was trying to fit into a box. So those are really early thoughts that I remember when before I really found my authenticity online, right? And like, let's just identify and define authenticity for a moment because this really led me into how I thought about this topic and the authenticity definition that I found that I really resonated with and this is paraphrasing here is right so authenticity you're true to your own personality values and spirit regardless of the pressure that you're under to act otherwise especially for the comfort of others and when I read this definition and again it's paraphrased I remember thinking and reverse engineering all the different compliments that I have received over time that really align with that definition so again I'm not trying to fit within a definition I'm looking at the definition and I'm contemplating like oh I wonder where I have behaved like that you know in the past and I recently co-hosted a two-day retreat with Sheila V here at Spirit School HQ in Squamish and she sent me a voice memo the day after and she just said you know I just want you to know we had a really great time her and her partner um, I had a great time collaborating with you and she's like you are the real deal Danielle you're playing a big game and I've never met anyone with such brand congruence is the word that she used she's like you have such brand congruence how you show up online is exactly what you get in person and it's very rare to find someone with such brand congruence. And I remember looking up the word congruence because I've heard it before, but like I'm, I'm huge on linguistics, right? I'm like, what does that mean? Like in its original definition and then what does it mean to me? And I remember feeling very, very honored and I said to her, I said, you know, that's what people at the retreat said when I held the Sacred Spirit Retreat in, in Squamish or in Vancouver in April and I had 28 people come from all over North America that were very familiar with my work, that were very familiar with my online presence either through the podcast or spirit school programs and that was the comment that I kept getting was like you're just like how you are online <laughs> or you're just the same as when I heard you on the podcast and then so that all that felt very good to me I was like wow okay so this is really the authenticity that people keep 
bringing up to me is the fact that there is a congruence here in how I present myself and how I behave on and off camera and when people are watching and when they are not. And so I have to be very mindful of that because we also have different versions of ourselves. The way that I'm congruent in who I am as a person is I talk to myself just like I talk to you guys, right? The way that I talk to you about the things that we have to walk through and navigate on this spiritual development path, the way that I bring up to you guys often around self-compassion and being kind to yourself and celebrating everything that you have done is exactly the conversations I have in my mind when I'm on my paddleboard alone and I'm reflecting on a class I just taught or something upcoming and I feel those nerves come in or I feel the pressure to you know do better or what what went wrong and what could I have improved on I'm also going through that whole process that I guide you guys through of like you know maybe everyone feels like this anyone would feel like this in your shoes I think you did great And yeah, we can always improve on things. But for now, I'm going to stick to what we did well. And so there's even this like congruence of how I present myself online in my classes to my inner world too. And don't get me wrong, I have insecure moments and I definitely have seasons of lack of confidence, of um, insecurity, of not having clarity on where I'm going about two or three times a year I will go through seasons of forgetting who I am and I think that we all do and I think that that's part of our cycle and I think that every time we find ourselves in these cycles and seasons of feeling stuck or in that void per se We're on the cusp and precipice of some really great expansion. So I'm starting to realize that the more I experience that. But all this to say, I notice and can recognize in the times when no one is watching that I'm also very consistent there. So not to like pat myself on the back. I'm sure I know how this is going to come across, but we got to talk like this, right? And one of the things that I heard a few times at my retreat when people were reflecting on that and voicing that back to me. And I know that I've also experienced this to some regard as well when I've interviewed different people for my podcast and when the mics on versus off are two completely different experiences of that person. And I heard that quite a bit at the retreat too, which is where people were like, yeah, like sometimes you meet people who you follow online and then when you meet them in person, they're nothing like that. And it can always be a little bit disappointing And this is one of the first trauma-informed teachings that I learned was clarity is kindness, right? So being crystal clear on who you are and how you're presenting yourself is actually incredibly kind for other people. And Brene Brown talks about this a lot in her body of work about clarity being kindness. And I think that it will benefit people moving forward to just be themselves online And then not surprise people when you meet them in person with a different personality altogether. Also keeping in mind that you may catch someone on a bad day. I have bad days. I have days where I may be in a group of people doing my momming and I have my headphones in and I have my head down because I just don't want to talk to anyone. And there is a good reason for that because we actually don't know what kind of day people are having. So also wanting to be transparent about that as well that maybe you did 
experienced someone online and when you met them in person, it was vastly different. And we really just don't know what people experienced up until that moment where you get to be with them. So there is a little bit of that as well, that we want to be sure that we're not judging other people based off of our one interaction or experience with them. Because again, we could have just caught someone on a bad day. Also, a couple months ago, I posted in my Instagram stories, I screenshotted my grid because my grid is chaos. I have beautiful pictures of me because I get one photo shoot a year um, with my photographer Anastasia. I just get one photo shoot done a year. All those pictures last me in Mighty Networks, Instagram, my website, all my promotional materials for a whole year. It's worth every single penny to me. So I on my grid on Instagram because that's mostly where I hang out on social it's very eclectic because I also have my memes and I also have like just regular posts and, and collaborations that I'm doing. So other people's faces are on my feeds as well. And so it could be a little bit messy, especially compared to like some other people's very beautiful and, and I love them curated feeds. Um, again, they're probably working off of some content calendar that helps give them direction on where to go with their accounts. So I kind of was jokingly saying like, you know, what does my feed scream to you? And I was half anticipating some funny answers um, or only wrong answers, to be honest with you. But I was dead shocked that almost every response that was given to me in that little question bubble on the stories was authentic, authentic, authentic. And I was really, really blown away. So all that to say is I think it's my natural default to show up authentically and in reverse engineering based off of the reflections that people have given me, I started looking at what values I was naturally demonstrating online. So I had in preparation for this keynote speaking that I was going to be doing in front of this entrepreneur group, I had it all mapped out. I had my bullets done. I submitted my bullets. And then the day before the speaking engagement, I was at the river with my dog and this thought came in, I wonder what values I'm naturally representing out there in the social media space. And I started thinking about it and I was like, well, definitely integrity, right? So how am I demonstrating integrity? And I'll give you a couple examples coming up. And then I was like, and I'm just very honest. And in truth, my entire career has been built on honesty, and just being honest about this path. So I started thinking about the different ways that I show up and the values of integrity and honesty. And I'll share some of those coming up. I want to share this piece first. And then so I changed up all my notes. And then on the way to Pemberton, I remembered this mug that one of my students, Sonia, who's I think um, Phoenix Rising on Instagram, I'm hoping I'm saying her name right, but she sent me a gift when I first opened up Spirit School and it was this beautiful, she does these um, AI collages, they're absolutely stunning, she's taught them in my membership before and she teaches them in her own body of work, but these beautiful spirit inspired AI collages that embody the persona or personality of different people. So she sent me this beautiful mug with a card and it said, you know, I spent some time meditating on Spirit School for you and I wanted to give you you this mug and I need you to know that there were two angels that came to me and the mug has these two angels on either side of this beautiful lit up archway and she's like these two angels that are overlooking spirit school are named honesty and integrity I mean I burst into tears in my car 
because for the past 24 hours, I have been in this contemplative state around how I show up in honesty and integrity online only 24 hours later to realize that these angels, integrity and honesty, those two exact words came through my student and were on a mug at Spear School. But it just blew me away. I mean, I just felt so supported in that moment, right? So I started looking at honesty and I started to realize, well, if you go back to the beginning, Danielle, you really started with the Spear School podcast and you chose to do a podcast focused on the honesty on what it takes to develop mediumship, on the honesty, on what it's like to be on the spiritual path. And so my entire career has been focused on being honest and vulnerable with the people who are drawn to listen to me and my body of work and to the point where, and I know I've shared this many times in the past, but my first mediumship mentor reached out to me after listening to my podcast and warned me. She's like, stop being so vulnerable. Nobody's gonna wanna work with you. And I remember being taken aback with that because I remember feeling shame come up. That's my go-to ancestral wound is shame. Um, That's the case for many indigenous people. And so the shame came up really, really, really deeply. And then I had to look at it and I'm like, no, this is how I want to show up. And if somebody's going to judge me for being honest, they're not my people. So I chose to be honest all the time. And Over the course of the years, I have continued to show up very raw, very vulnerable, and very honest on this path, and I continue to receive many, many messages from people thanking me for being honest, thanking me for saying what has been going on in their mind that they may not have felt very safe to say out loud. So I'm essentially saying the quiet part out loud. I don't feel a whole lot different than when I started other than I have stepped through a lot of fear in being able to speak up about some of the things that are on my mind and on my heart. That is it. I still get anxiety. I still have cringe moments. I still like, you know, cringe thinking like, why did you say that? Why did you talk about that? That all still comes up for me, but this is who I am. And if you ever have conversations with me, this is where I go. I don't know how to be any other way. This is me. And so the podcast has always been a very safe space for me to be open and vulnerable. So now let's take this honesty value over to the spiritual space into social media. Now, this has been an up and down journey for me to be honest with you because yes, I still show up as honest on Instagram as I do on the podcast, though I will say I way prefer podcasting than being on Instagram. Um, What happened was I would be very honest on Instagram and I would find at certain times like Instagram would push some posts that were very honest, but honest in pain. So I'm always sharing honestly in all the spaces that, you know, I'm in. But what I found is there were times when I would show up on my stories in a very emotional state, just as honest as all my other posts, but I would be crying. You know, so a good example is, you know, the Ulvaid incident. I broke down on my stories and I remember just being with everyone and just saying, look, I know 
this is going on. I am so affected by this. I know a lot of people look to me to be a source of strength for people, but I'm the one who needs a bit of strength at this time. And I have shown up just as raw and honest many other times on Instagram. And for some reason, this post of me crying got pushed out to thousands of people. And I was like, wow. And I remember joking with my team. I'm like, you know, I averaged two, 300 views per story. And then all of a sudden I cry and I have like 3,000 people watching me. I'm like, of course, I get pushed as soon as I'm crying. And then a few weeks later, something else happened. And my, my story views went back down to its regular 300 or 3 to 500 or whatever. And then a couple weeks later, something else happened. And I'm not going to say all the things because I'm not here to like activate or reactivate something within people. But I showed up again on my stories crying. And once again, it pushed out to thousands and thousands of people. Now, I think it's good to show up in these raw moments. And I think that, you know, to some extent, Instagram's like, oh, we want to push this out because we want other people to feel seen. But this happened three or four times last year where I would like post something that I think would be very valuable or interesting or inspiring or helpful and it would get absolutely crickets. It wouldn't be pushed out. It wouldn't be shown to people unless I boosted it, which I don't do. And then I would show up crying and it would get pushed out to like thousands. And I will tell you, and maybe this is not the best way to look at this. I've tried to look at this a bunch of different ways, but it's almost like Instagram was rewarding me for pain and pushing and prioritizing pain. So I had to actually become... And this is where we lean into integrity because I had to be a little bit more conscious of that as I was interacting and engaging online. It's like, yeah, I love engagement. I mean, who doesn't? We want our work to be seen. We want our opinions to be seen and our philosophies to be seen. But I don't want to just be seen in my pain. And I felt very much that Instagram was almost like, I don't know. I felt I felt like monetizing off of my pain. And if it happened once or twice, I probably would have been like, oh, coincidence. People just really like commiserating in pain. I don't know. Just maybe people resonated with a much with more than happiness and joy. I don't know. But after a while, it felt like I was being monetized through my pain. So I decided to show up more raw and and authentic in that way in my membership in the spirit school collective which is on my platform my own platform and I'm like you know what I definitely want to show up in this way that's being honest and it's part of my integrity but I'm going to choose where I'm doing this now um, because again I didn't feel good to me to have like Instagram monetizing off of my pain so I started to be very real in that way in my membership more than anywhere else for that reason. So that's just one example of, you know, where I show up honestly and where I lean into that integrity piece. The other way when we lean into that value of integrity that this showed up is early on when I was kind of balancing between that, you know, belief of like, you know, how do, what do people expect of me as a medium showing up on Instagram? And I remember seeing mediums around me and what they were doing and I love this for them too um, because it really works and it probably was very authentic to them but people 
you know, finishing a reading and then hopping on Instagram and sharing about that reading, which to me, I tried once and it just felt a little too sacred for me. And I felt like I was like, I felt like it was a breach of confidentiality. That's what it felt like to me. And I have since then asked a few people, do you mind if I mention this on the podcast? Or do you mind if I mention this in my Instagram stories? But after you share such an intimate time with someone, that's such a hard thing for me to ask. I felt shame coming up for me, honestly, asking someone, hey, do you mind if I mention this reading on my Instagram? Because you definitely want to ask for consent if that's what you're doing. As I was adventuring out of that phase of trying to figure out who I was on Instagram, trying to figure out what my place was in the Instagram space, and I remember sitting at work and this is when I started feeling like I was like rotting away at my desk. I was like, oh my God, my life is so exciting out of this place. Like as a mom, as a medium, as a teacher, I was hosting development circles at that time and I'm in my house. And I remember scrolling Tumblr as a way to kind of like lighten up and as a way to get out of that monotony of sitting at my desk at work and trying to get through my eight hours while I had this really exciting life on the side. And I just used to always love memes. And so I know that meme accounts did really good on Instagram as well. So I started posting my spiritual meme roundup Mondays back in 2018 as a way to like lighten myself up, as a way to bring myself joy. And so I also wanted to show people a different side to me because that was really, really important to me. I wanted to show people a different side because the truth is I am spiritual. I am inspirational. I also have a really dark sense of humor and I always have. Maybe it's my Scorpio rising. I don't know, but I've always had a really dark sense of humor and memes have always been the way to make me laugh. I remember sharing memes way back in the day, way, 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 way back in the day, 2007, 2006, I remember sharing memes with different colleagues and I remember working for um, Subaru Rally Team Canada. I used to work for Subaru Rally Team Canada and TSN made a meme about my boss who was Patrick Richard his car flipped over and it was on fire and he lifted it back up on all four tires and it was this meme that said dedication and I remember laughing. So memes are something I have connected with as a way to tap into my sense of humor for a long time. So this is how come the birth of Spiritual Meme Roundup Monday started. I was sitting at my desk on a Monday wanting to cheer myself up. I would be searching Tumblr and so I decided to gather my 10 favorite spiritual-ish memes and post them as a carousel and roundup on Instagram. Well, it only took about two or three Meme Mondays before it became viral. Now, I mean, you know, back then I think I had like a thousand audience members on Instagram. I hate calling them followers, by the way, like especially as a spiritual entrepreneur, hashtag not a cult. I don't like calling them followers. My audience size was about 1000 and my Meme Mondays would be pushed out to like 10,000 people. Now, typically mine gets pushed out to like 1400 people with 8,000 people on Instagram. So this was huge. But I remember back then, it, you know, every time I'd post a meme Monday, I would get 20 or 30 more followers, which when you only have a thousand, that's a lot. Okay. And so I remember every week, it's like more and more people would be coming, but I also had to stand in my integrity because I also didn't want to become a meme account. 
I know that they were a fantastic way to grow accounts and people who have meme accounts do very, very, very well. But I also wanted to be known for more than just memes. So within my own sense of integrity, again, my level of integrity is different than anyone else's. None is more integrous than the other. It was just when I look at me and my integrity, I want to be very balanced about how I'm showing up online. So I decided back then to only post memes on Monday, even though they were by far and large my most popular posts, the most shared posts, the most engaged, could have done them four days a week for all I know and done really, really well. But I decided to just keep them on Mondays. And yeah, that is something that was very, very important to me when it came to being an integrity in how I show up in the online space. Because the only driver and motivator for me back then to keep it as a meme account would be to grow my account. Because back then, that 10,000 follower milestone was massive. You got to swipe up when you got that. Like, I don't know what else you got other than saying that you had over 10,000, but that was like a huge pressure for spiritual entrepreneurs back in 2018, 2019, 2020, especially is get that swipe up. And so for me, I felt that I would have been out of my integrity if I just posted memes multiple times a week just to grow my audience. But then I felt like I would be growing the wrong audience. Yes, I think memes are a good beacon. They're a good energetic beacon to let people know that yes, I'm a spiritual medium and I'm a very spiritual person, but I also have like this dark sense of humor. And trust me, when you come into my classes, we're laughing. Even though we're talking about death and dying and grief, we still laugh and and find fun and, and enjoy our time. So I wanted that to let people know in a subtle way, if you sign up for anything with me, be prepared. Like there will probably be a meme reference and there may be a couple inappropriate comments. I don't know, but we all have fun doing it. And it has really worked because I have had comments from people, especially on Facebook. (laughs) If I share my memes from Instagram on Facebook, totally different vibe. You go over to Facebook and I remember seeing comments over there, people saying, Um, you know, I do not accept this. I do not receive this. Um, I've had somebody say, this is trash. (laughs) I've had people say, um, what was that other one? I don't know if I could say it right, but the way that they phrased it was like, I'm going to choose not to take this in. You know what I mean? Like I'm giving them bad juju or something like that. So the memes have not done well on Facebook, which is funny because I do get a lot of my memes from Facebook, believe it or not. So they just didn't translate as much over there. But I felt it important to show that side of my personality because the truth is if you come into an experience with me, you're probably going to encounter her. And the truth of the matter is when it comes to honesty, when it comes to integrity, when it comes to authenticity and living within your own personal values online, in my mind, I've always had legacy in mind. I have always thought about the lifelong journey of being a medium. So I have never fallen under the pressure of quick wins, quick success. I have always been in it for the long game, for the game of legacy. 
So that's how come I think it's important to get clear on your personal values, to get clear on how you want to show up online. It's always been important for me to look at what I'm bringing into the world and you know how does this fit in with that larger vision of the legacy I hope to leave behind. And the truth is memes are a part of that, but I didn't want my legacy just to be memes. And I don't even want my legacy just to be mediumship. You know, I want to be known as someone who helps other people see their light, remember that light, and share that light out with the world. I am here to bring light to the world through my own energy, but also through bringing confidence in other light workers so that they can continue to share the light. And the way that I see it, it's like all these little lights drawn to me and we expand and we grow together and then people go off their own communities and expand light in that way. And I feel like I'm here to bring light to the world essentially. And that sounds so egotistical, but I hope you can see that about yourself as well, that you are also here to bring light to this world. Why else would we be born during this time in this part of the world with this much access and this much resourcing than to be resourced enough to bring light into the world and into the space where it needs it the most. So that is what my legacy is. And yes, that's sometimes through mediumship. Sometimes that's through personal development courses and programs. Sometimes it's through podcasting. So I keep looking at like, will this bring light into the world? And is this the light that I hope to bring into the space? So now I get to the point of this episode where, you know, I invite you to think about this because what I did around looking at authenticity online and I started looking at that definition and I started looking at values a lot of people will guide you to make a list of values and then show up within them. What I'm here to say is you are all incredible, fantastic people just as you are right now. Just as you are right now, you are an incredible human being. So I want you to look at how you naturally behave out in the world, how you naturally interact in online spaces, how you naturally present yourself into the world through the online spaces and see what values you naturally embody and embrace. And can you create your list of values based off of what you're already doing? And I feel that once you get clarity on that, you'll feel a lot better about how you're showing up and a lot more confident to proceed with a certain, you know, way of showing up. And keeping in mind, you don't have to like treat social media as like a dumping ground. You don't have to share absolutely everything. You are welcome to hold things very, very sacred and your values may be wildly different than mine. And that is perfectly okay because we did not come here to earth with individual thumbprints and DNA cells to all be the same. We are meant to be vastly different and show how multifaceted this human experience can be. So take a look at how you're showing up online, what values they uphold, write them down, do more of that. Look at your body of work from the long-term vision. How do you want to be remembered? If you have memories coming up on your Instagram and Facebook five years from now, how will you feel about the things that you're sharing, right? During the pandemic, I mean, there was wild things being shared online 
And, you know, I kept my mouth very, very quiet for quite a few topics because I remember thinking, again, always having legacy on mind. Like, I have a very strong opinion about this now. But as more information unfolds, my opinion may change. And do I want this to be imprinted in society with my voice and name attached to it? Or am I going to sit back and learn and listen and watch? I also want you to see your light as a currency. And I want you to start becoming aware of what leaks your energy in the online space. Because I'm telling you, there is nothing more energy leaking than not being yourself. So you will be able to tell when you are not yourself online, when you're not being authentic, because you are being completely drained and zapped. You don't want to show up online whenever you do. You're tired, you're exhausted, you're drained. When you're showing up as yourself in your authenticity and you are showing people courageously who you are, for the most part, I feel you will be energized. Now, again, that may not be the case for 8 billion people on the planet, but it is a lot easier and less effort to show up as yourself online. So a big indicator for you that maybe you're not showing up as authentically as you potentially can is that you're leaking a lot of light and you're finding yourself incredibly drained. I also feel that authenticity is not something that you can measure or something that you can manufacture. I think that authenticity is something that is experienced. I think People experience other people's authenticity in a way that they can't discern what it is exactly that makes them authentic. And in saying that, I think that you will recognize as you move through the online spaces now, different people that you encounter and like why you resonate with them. Maybe it is that beautiful word of authenticity and just sit back and take in that experience of being present in somebody's presence, whether it's through a podcast, a live, a reel, whatever it is, and just feel how you feel being in the presence of somebody who is courageously authentic and just know that because you feel calmed or you feel seen or you feel excited or inspired, you very well could be getting to some data and getting to something that also resonates with your own inner authenticity. Meaning for some of you, you love my work because I'm vulnerable. And maybe that means to you that there is a vulnerable part of you that is looking to be seen out there in the world. That's what I'm talking about. So just look at how you move through different online spaces, who you're drawn to listen to, who you keep coming back to, how you feel in their presence, and know that there's a bit more of you in them than you may be giving yourself credit for in this moment. And then in closing, closing as part of this podcast episode, I want to share with you my favorite meme and it really changed everything for me. And I'm going to try my best to describe this meme. And it is of a Buddha, so not the Buddha, but a monk on a hill with disciples and students facing them in front of them and they're under a tree and they're in crisscross applesauce, meditative, physical space. And there's a little word bubble that comes out of him and he says, once I accepted my cringe, I was totally free. And it was like a mic went off in my head and it dropped in my mind because it is so true. There is so much cringe that comes up within each and every one of us when we put ourselves out there to be seen in the world. The trick and truth is that once you accept your cringe, 
You are free to be yourself. I am here to tell you, I am 10 years into my journey, seven years into teaching. I used to teach seven classes a month in my membership. I still kind of do sometimes. I know that even as time and experience progresses, you will still have cringe moments. And I still have them. I still, even from this podcast episode, I'm probably going to have at least 10 things that I just like, oh, wince at thinking like, I can't believe I said it. I can't believe I said it like that, but I said it and it's here and I meant it. And maybe I didn't pick the right words, but how it came out is how it came out. And I have to accept that because I can't change that. And a lot of people haven't done that inner work yet to be able to move themselves through those icky feelings and that discomfort of being seen. But the more you do that personal development work, the more you learn to love yourself and trust that you have so much to say in this world. And then you can move through some of those cringe moments and just accept that that's exactly who you are in this moment. You will have no problem showing up authentically online. I promise you. So once you accept your cringe, you are totally free. So I hope you enjoyed this topic. I would love to hear from you on the different values that you're upholding as part of your own own authenticity online. And then I wonder if you can envisioning a longer term vision for yourself and if that helps ease and alleviate some of the day-to-day pressure of trying to be someone online and just trust that being yourself is so much more than enough. It's not even funny. So I love you all. I hope you have a great week. I do intend on recording another episode this month on psychedelics, which is a topic I have wanted to talk about for many years. And I'm going to first share my experiences with it and the research that I've done on psychedelics and mediumship specifically. And then I'm going to be bringing on some guest speakers who have much more experience and knowledge of this topic than I do. But I want to start the series of talking about spirituality and psychedelics with my personal experiences. So that's coming up on the podcast and I hope you have a great day. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.